This week's episode is made possible by Afterlater Audio's Heritage Line, Patchwork Seattle, and listeners like you. If you'd like to help keep these episodes coming each week, please visit patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. So guys, no joke. I was just uh, walking into my living room and uh, I just gazed across the room and saw my Needham Woodworks case all full and I just... I stopped and I, and I thanked whoever or whatever there is to thank for uh, a le- you know my life leading to having to the, having this lovely case. Uh, that's pretty cheesy, I know, but I love this case so much and it's powered with the, the best power you can get for your rat cases, eschatonic modular. So if you're if you're looking to get a giant nice piece of furniture that doubles as a Euro rat case, please visit. Needhamwoodworks.com. Also, have you uh, have you guys picked up any Eurodesk Z products? I'm telling you, man, the hex cable hanger is a game changer, and then the desk stars uh, stand for just about any type of gear. It'll hold it, uh, small Eurorack cases, groove boxes, and everything. I'm telling you, these are great products. So please visit Eurodeskz.com as well. And of course, Lisa Belladonna, thank you so much for this track. I love this track so much. Please go check out Lisa Belladonna's music at lisabelladonna.bandcamp.com. Bods, welcome back to another episode of Podular Modcast. Sorry it's a little bit late. I hope you enjoyed uh, my little placeholder episode I did with my wife Hannah. We were we were on a, what we were calling Sanity Drive the other day, and uh, I didn't have the fi- you don't need to know. It's it's a boring story, uh, but I just I didn't have everything that I needed to make the episode happen by Monday, um, so it's gonna be a little late. So I thought, hey, we're going on a little Sanity Drive. Let's uh let's just do a little COVID recap. So we did that. So if you uh, if you missed that and it sounds like fun, check it out. We recommend some TV shows, books, video games. Talk about what it's like uh, cohabitating as a couple during quarantine. All sorts of stuff. Um, this week we have our Benny on the show. And before we get into anything, I just want to say that he has a new album out. He also just released a bunch of his old albums on vinyl. So if you've been itching for some R. Benny on vinyl, please go visit his Bandcamp page. Speaking of new albums, there's a few I want to tell you about because I'm very excited about them. And one is, uh, you hear swelling up behind me now, this is a song called Promise off of Madeline Kokolis' new album. Um, Madeline uh, is from Australia, but she lived in Seattle for a while, and I'm a huge, huge fan of her music. Um, and she actually released an EP on Self Center Records when I launched the label a few years ago. That is called Lunar, and I really, really dig it. But she makes just absolutely lovely, lovely stuff. And uh, yeah, I would love for you to check it out. The next album I want to tell you about is uh, actually, it's, it's a really, really cool and nice idea. It is from uh, a label called Past Inside the Present. It's this, it spans across four discs, 49 songs. Um, 
All tracks on this compilation are previously unreleased, uh, and I'll tell you about some of the artists in a minute, but I want to actually just tell you about what this is. It's called uh, Healing Sounds 2, a compilation for those in need. Um, so all proceeds will be donated to Feeding America. Feeding America is a nationwide organization that harnesses support from local communities to keep low-income families supplied with food. Right now, its biggest concern is children whose schools have closed, cutting off a source of healthy free meals. So yeah, it's uh, awesome ambient music um, for a good cause. I mean, our Benny, our guest today is on it. Uh, Benoit Poulard, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he's uh, he's from Seattle. Um, Tyrista's on it. I mean, all like 49 different people, so I'm not going to list them all. But uh, yeah, so please, if you want to check that out, go uh, look for Healing Sounds 2 on uh, Past Inside the Present records on Bandcamp. Um, let's just vibe out on this Madeline Kokolis uh, track for a minute. I'll put a link to the pre-order in the show description. I love her stuff so much. That song's so beautiful. Um, Now fading in, we have Nasty Nachos. Uh, This track is off the Getaway EP, and it's called Sundown Town. Uh, Nasty Nachos is, of course, Alex Anderson from WMD. Uh, He was on the show the other day. And speaking of the other day and WMD, uh, the other day I did uh, a a little interview. I got interviewed, which was pretty cool, uh, by Colum... Colorado Modular Synth Society. Uh, they did a little live meetup, and they're going to be doing more stuff uh, throughout this this pandemic. Um, and it's been really, really cool. And Alex came on and and did a, a performance and an interview and talked about the new WMD stuff that's come out. So um, yeah, go check out Colorado Modular Synth Society on YouTube. That video's up, so you can check it out. Um, it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, that's about all I got for this new intro. I do want to remind you that uh, AI Synthesis has their new VCA mixer out, which is uh, it's a thing of beauty. I have it, and I really, really love it. Um, I know a lot of people use VCAs as mixers. This is, like, built for that specific use. So uh, please go check it out. Abe is very proud of it. And uh, Recovery Effects just released a 2HP ADSR. So, uh, yeah, if you want a slick little ADSR, go check that out. Um... Yeah, that's it. Let's chat with our Benny. We're going to do a demo first, but before we do that, let's just let's just ride the vibes of Sundown Town off of the Getaway EP from Nasty Nachos.
All right, let's uh, let's mess up some drums. Let's use the Bad Comrade from Recovery Effects, the uh, Zorb filter from All Right Devices, and the Generate 3 from Your Analog um, to really get some, some crazy, crazy stuff going on. I'm also gonna use the Metron uh, from WMD, and we'll be looking at the Fill Effects page on that, but I wanna mostly just highlight the uh, Bad Comrade, the Zorb filter, and the Generate 3. So I'll be using the Zener Generate 3 as the uh, source of modulation. So let's take this drum drum beat first, coming from an Erica, uh, Pico drums, and the hi-hats are coming from Platts. Putting that into a mixer and then bringing that in to Bad Comrade. So let's just see what that sounds like. Pretty crunchy. Now I'm gonna run that Bad Comrade signal into uh, the Zorb filter. Now I'm using the two cutoff inputs. One is made for um, one volt per octave tracking, if you get it resonating, uh, self-oscillating, I mean. Um, but I'm just going to use both inputs with two different outputs from the Generate 3 to show uh, how you can get some really wacky stuff going on. So let's bring that up in the mix. Let's bring the dry signal out really quick. Now let's just bring the bad comrade up. It just thickens it up. This is the high pass output of the uh, Zorb. And then um, one of my favorite aspects of the Zorb is it has um, has a VCA built into it as well. Um, so let's just bring this. That's that's the dry signal again, and then going into the recovery effects bad comrade. But now I'm going to run that bad comrade out into the VCA of the. Uh, Zorb filter and then just open that up with uh, a simple envelope. So let's and then yeah, let's just see what that sounds like really quick Sorry, that's that's dry. I was running it through the chrono blob too, also from all right devices so dry Into the delay it almost has like kind of like a backwards like a reverse sound to it now. Let's add the filter so that sounds pretty cool. Um, now let's bring that dry signal back in. And just a little bit of the, the bad comrade signal. So there's a fun little drum beat. Now I'm going to use the fill effects page. Um, so check this out. I'm just going to hold the, the, some of these buttons down see what happens. Yeah, and that's how you can use uh, these great modules to make some really crazy drums. Um, again, that's the Zorb filter from All Right Devices, the Generate 3 from Your Analog, and the Bad Comrade from Recovery Effects, and then I'm also using the illustrious Metron Gate Sequencer from WMD. I hope you enjoyed this wickety, wickety wild beat.
So am I. Okay. So you have been, we were just talking about you being able to maintain a level of productivity creatively during all this. Yeah. Has it been, has it been something that you have been like, had to really give yourself pep talks and, and like, or, or is it coming naturally? Are you like, oh, I have this time and, and, and it feels natural to take advantage of it? I think it's a little bit of a combination. Um, yeah. Yeah. So obviously I finished our record in the last couple of weeks and being at home for this extended period of time kind of gave that last push to really finish it. And Wait, you finished a record? Didn't you just release a record? Yeah, I finished it and then <laughs> I released it probably seconds after I got the masters back. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was, it's the same one. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. I, and, I thought uh, you had just released one and then also just finished one. I was like, what the fuck have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not that, I'm not that productive. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I really like to work in the morning and like moments where I feel fresh, like, you know, right when you wake up and it's like, mm -hmm. okay, now I'm ready to conquer the day. And usually if I'm working, you know, leaving the house in the morning, I don't get that time or I'm very rushed, you know, like I'm not really getting to settle in and work on stuff. So uh, being at home for this extended period of time, I could kind of get into the zone every morning and kind of just go to work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also feel like if you get a good chunk of work done, in the morning, then you can watch TV or play video games for the rest of the day guilt-free. Yes. <laughs> Except for that's not what I did. <laughs> I pretty I would uh, work in the morning and then do my day job uh, throughout the day. And then I'd stay up until 4 a.m. working on music again. <laughs> so a lot of late nights. But I, I, I set a goal that I really wanted to finish uh, the album in March. And have mm -hmm. it out in March, and I, I barely missed because it came out in April. So, okay, well, I just uh, I walked did I did my uh, little morning walk here and, and listened to it, and um, it was funny. I was like, oh, this is kind of soundtracky, and then I opened it to see a track name, and in, in your like dis description <laughs> of it, you're like, this is a soundtrack for a movie that doesn't exist, and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but it also, I was uh, I was feeling like it, it gives you that. It, it kind of makes you feel like you're in that state between sleeping and dream and wake, like dreaming and wake wakefulness, yeah. you know, where like your brain will have like these weird kind of thoughts. It's almost like feverish in a cool trippy way. I kind yeah. of got that feeling from it. Um, and I also, it, it, uh, it sounds like an R Benny record, but it sounds yeah. like it, it's different. You know, Can't like, like a I love a bad thing. <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah. I, I, I realize, I realize as I said that, that, that I didn't, uh, I didn't properly tee it up. I think, I think there are, there are artists out there that you hear, you can hear their personality or soul or whatever it is that I think some people are just really good at capturing, um, their their essence their creative essence and putting it out there so there's like feel like there's i'm trying to think of some some examples but like you hear it and you know it's it's that artist even though it sounds nothing like the thing that they did before because i feel like this is a bit of a departure especially from the last record that you released um but it's still like it has 
there's just an our benniness to it that it's just uh, and I feel like that's something that a lot of people are, are striving to get to when they're making their own music. I don't feel like I explained that very well. No, I, I, I get it. Um, <laughs> I think it's weird because I never set out to try to do that. <laughs> I right. Well, I, like, I, I, I can't I get think away it's from a, it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't I, I wouldn't get away from it. I think it's I think I guess what I'm trying to say is the the. The sense that I get from listening to what you make is that you are actually successfully conveying like what you're, what you're feel like what you want that. I feel like what I feel when I listen to that is what you want me to feel. And I think that is a skill that not everybody has. Like you, you put me in an emotional state with your music, whatever that emo and those emotional states vary, but they all have an R. Benny like, like, like a glass that, that, sh that you're shining the light through or something. I don't know. I see. I My see. metaphor game is off today. <laughs> no, I, 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 I appreciate that. It's, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, yeah. I, I like, just, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say like, what, what is the general mood of this, this record or like, what was there, was there something that was this, was this born out of a way you were feeling or, um, something that you wanted to make people feel or kind of like, was, was there like a, like an emotional theme or any sort of theme to what you're trying to, you know, get to portray or whatever? Yeah, there kind of was, um, my initial like thought planned uh, process like when I was planning the album was I was really inspired by architecture all of a sudden uh -huh. for some reason and usually I'm inspired by nature and things like that nature and emotion and lately I've been getting into architecture and just thinking about buildings and like the materials used to make them and like the history of a building the history of materials and like how <clears throat> the things that happened around them or something like that. And then I just started to, you know, my usual thinking of trying to process my own emotions, kind of like tying those together a little bit. So okay. I, I didn't really have a final theme until obviously all this isolation stuff went down. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of tied it together, just feeling like trying to process having to be isolated and being alone, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just trying to process that. It's very weird. A little, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool that you got to release that, that you like got to kind of work on it, finish it and release it all within like a time frame that, that you could express that, but people could also listen to it while they were maybe experiencing something similar. Yeah. That's why I, I decided to put it out right after I finished it instead of like sitting on it. Um, mm -hmm. I was really considering sitting on it for, for a while, especially since there's some other stuff coming up, like other releases that I finished before this one. <laughs> I'm going to come out <laughs> afterwards. Um, thanks to vinyl taking forever to get made. So, right. Um, yeah, I just, just decided to put it out because it's really of the moment, I think. Yeah. Well, I, 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 it's funny that you said like, you, you know, take inspiration from nature, which is something I, I was, I was seeing, I was seeing trees through fog, 
but I was also for some reason picturing like a like new growth in a recently like burnt forest. Mm. You know, like because like once like the way forest like so. I'm going to be a nerd for a second, but this is something I, I've been think, I think about all the time. It's just weird kind of like, um, I don't know. It's just always in the forefront of my brain growing up in the Northwest. And then I worked for the forest service and the forest service, you know, they, they, they suppress wildfire because they try to keep it from burning, you know, for safety. And because they, they make a lot of their money off of tim- timber sales. Um, so, wildland fire suppression has created over, you know, the last hundred years has created what they call fuel, which is basically just a bunch of die, like dead dry stuff that's supposed to burn in kind of small, you know, patches every year. This stuff just keeps building and building and building. And that's why some of the forest fires are so insane right now. So like you get all these kind of, um, these areas where like where, uh, where when they do a, a like a timber cut, what what grows back isn't always like what's naturally growing there. It kind of becomes this weird, like um, I don't know. It, it, I'm not explaining this well because I'm a little out of practice, but it it it's not a natural process, and it, it creates this kind of like like little ecosystem that wouldn't have been there had it not been cut, and then if they hadn't stopped it from burning for so long, but then when it burns, it like becomes like this really fertile ground for new life to come out of. And it's just kind of a, so I was, I don't know why I was picturing like this, like maybe there was this forest that needed, that needed a burning almost like this, like re this, like restarting of something, like something new coming from something old. That's cool. I like that idea. And like something like a forest fire having to happen to create new life. Exactly. Yeah. Cycle of life. So let's talk about how you made this record. Sure. Because you, I know you've been, you've been kind. I mean, how much modular was on this record? There's not a ton, actually. Um, I didn't think so because you've kind of been paring that down, right? Um. Yeah, a little bit. I just. I guess I, I. I think we might have talked about this. I came on your Instagram feed one time. Yeah. Doing a live uh-huh. thing. And I talked about I wanted to start processing like acoustic instruments, mm-hmm. um, things like that, and that was very much the idea behind this record. So uh, most of the uh, I'll, I mean, if I used modular, it was mostly for effects and things like that, okay. or sampling, like the morphogene mm-hmm. and the I got the Instro R bar. Which I really yeah. love. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been, I'm, I'm still like, I haven't dove into like a, a really beefy sampler yet, and it just seems like I need to really figure out what all these, because there's so many to choose from, like Squid sample and Morphogene and Arbar and, um, what is it, STS from 4MS mm-hmm. and Nebula. So like those are like the, those are the ones I'm looking at. I'm like, I don't know which one is the one for me, because they all seem to be their own thing like you can do similar things on them but they all seem to be like have their own character yeah and that's a very good point (laughs) that's why i (laughs) I, that's my system is slowly just becoming samplers and granular (laughs) modules yeah um but yeah there's there's a track that has rings in there and um i i made a track or i'm not sure if ended up on there but i sampled mutable instruments elements and mm-hmm. I loaded it into a multi-sampler. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with those. Mm-mm. But essentially, you could just take one note 
or multiple notes that you recorded of an instrument and play it back polyphonically. Oh, cool. So I had like a polyphonic elements going on. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah I was going to say there, this was also, it's, it seems very patty, this record. A lot, seems like, like a lot I, of Like it's Irish? And, <laughs> <laughs> very patty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, that sounds like a joke I would have made and got a side <laughs> eye from my wife. Um, yeah, it just seems like there's, there was a lot of chords and a lot of like lush, just like long drawn out chords and pads. Yeah, a lot of that was done with the, the Tasty Chips GR1, which is okay. a granular sampler, polyphonic. Oop. What the hell is that? <laughs> oh. That scared the shit out of me, man. I thought that was a bug you know, or something. I did too. I thought it was a giant moth. It was a band-aid that fell off my finger. Edit something. point. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Speaking of edit points, I <laughs> I have to apologize to the listener. Um on episode one hundred, I was talking with my my buddy Ian and I had to go to the bathroom. So I was like, Oh, I'll be right back. I gotta go pee. And then uh because so many people submitted like um patch patch challenges for it there was like 12 different patch challenges and then there were two interviews it was just like there was like 40 files in this in my daw when i was working on it i just totally forgot to edit out my bathroom (laughs) (laughs) is it just silence for like 40 seconds i think it's just silence for 40 (laughs) seconds yeah wow (laughs) and i texted my buddy i was like i think i forgot to edit out and he goes you did i thought it was intentional i was like yeah we'll just we'll just say that just roll with it (laughs) it's performance art yeah, right. Sorry. I So um, Chip, what was it? Chip Daddy? What was it called? Uh, chip Daddy, yeah. No, uh, Tasty <laughs> Chips. Um, tasty Chips. Yeah, I think they're in Nor- uh, Norwegian. Or maybe not. Okay. Maybe they're from the Netherlands. One of those two. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, it's a polyphonic granular sampler. And what I did is just loaded up samples, just playing one note of like acoustic instruments, my voice even some of my synths and use that to create like sound beds essentially. Okay. I was going to say, I, I thought I heard there were, there were moments where I couldn't tell if it was a vocal sample or a, a synth that sounds almost vocally. So there were some vocal samples yes. throughout the record. Okay. I was me singing and then oh, playing cool. it, playing it back through the tasty chips Okay. Yeah. That was yeah. That was really cool. And I, yeah, I was sitting there listening. I was like, I kept like within a span of three seconds. I was like, that's a vocal sample. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of using granular to kind of t- trick your ears in that way. Like mm-hmm. you can kind yeah. of get the hint of what what it is, but and it slowly comes out a little bit. But then it's like goes back into being like that ethereal sound type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you used the mood? By Chase Bliss? You know, I have not. I, I, I really want to, it. though. <laughs> yeah, I think you dig it. It's uh, it's it's very weird and interesting, and you can get some some really cool stuff out of it. Um, I think you could play a whole set with it, if with like it and a guitar. If you like totally learned it in and out, I think you could do like a a cool set with it. But yeah, it's it's on my radar. Yeah. The that yeah, and the blooper. Yeah, the blue. So I thought the blooper and the the mood were kind of similar from somebody was describing them, and then I went over to my buddy Greg's house, and he had the blooper, and they're they're totally different and equally crazy and in, in in their own way. So, yeah, 
Shout out to Chase Bliss. Yeah, Chase Bliss. I'd like to see what Joel could do in the modular world. I think it would get crazy. Oh, man. Modular mood would be pretty fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Although it does have CV control, but it's just like, you know, it's just one one in, but it's got all the dip switches so you can, like, decide how you're controlling what. And to be honest, I haven't even really got that far with it because it's just so crazy on its own. Yeah. That's kind of one of the things that has put me off is just uh, all those options. How would you mm-hmm. decide what to do? It's like the... You get the yeah. <laughs> paralysis of choice or whatever it's called. Yeah. No, I, I I think that might be why I haven't even dove like messed with it at all because it's the way it comes just kind of stock is a lot of fun. Yeah. So um so what else did you use on this? I know we were we, I think when we did that live stream thing, you were talking about doing some um vocal sample stuff. You were also talking about a a synth that maybe you were wanting to get or had just got that had polyphonic aftertouch. Yes. Or is that, was that what it was? Was it polyphonic aftertouch or? Yes, that's correct. And I do have it. It's the, the, uh, Hydra synth. Okay. I can't recall and, the name of the company at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, were you I'm, able to yeah. utilize that stuff the way you wanted? Because that, that seemed to be like when we were talking about like that was kind of like where your head was at and where you wanted to explore and what you were excited about. Yeah, I, I actually decided to put that off for now. Yeah? Um, yeah, I think when I get in the mode of working on an album, it's hard for me to go into the mode of learning an instrument. You totally, so yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to put this off now because if I – decide to really learn this it's going to take me another couple weeks Mm -hmm. so i decided to just kind of let it sit while i worked with the stuff that i already know how to use or at least have an understanding Mm -hmm. of how to fit it into like get the sounds that i want okay so what else did you use then on this this new record because i i it's it's so textural i i think uh for the listener um they'd probably want to know what else was in there because it's yeah sure it's um, yeah, the, my main instrument is in there, which is the Novation Summit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I mean, anything that isn't the coming out of the GR1 was the Summit. Okay. And yeah, that thing is just a beast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been wanting to get like, right I, to I got, now. I got my wife a Roland Gaia, which is pretty fun. Um, but I, I want to get, I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready to get like a, like a beefy, you know, desktop synth with a keyboard and everything like a non-modular synth. I, I think I could really use that and I'm, I'm keeping my eye open. So I'm going to make a note about the summit to check that out. Yeah. And um, they have this cool thing where they've been inviting artists to do patches mm-hmm. um, for them and they release them for free. So I know like light bath has done some and, Jogging House and Patricia Wolf. Okay. Um, and you? Oh, yeah. And me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to ask about that process, actually. Um, and, well, let's get to that after we talk, after we fin- wrap up what, what else you used on the album. But it sounded like a lot of it was the summit. Yes. And then I guess the other thing is that uh, I used VSTs for the first time on an album. 
Oh, really? So okay. because I don't have a lot of acoustic instruments, I started looking into virtual instruments. Mm-hmm. And I settled with two different companies, one called Felt Instruments. Okay. And they make um, this virtual instrument called Leco. And what it is is he sampled every note of this piano with all these different types of microphones and different like effects and basically allows you to play back the piano in a studio or whatever. Like, so you could play, it's like as if you're playing it as opposed to just playing a loop that he made or something like that. Okay. Nice. So I used a lot of those types of things, um, like a piano, like one that has a guitar sound like this, um, yeah, all types okay. of instruments. Okay, cool. And then, um, so if I remember right, you're pretty you're pretty big into multi tracking, right? Yes. Yeah. So is this kind of like build the foundation of a song on one instrument, and then kind of start figuring out how you want, you know, like okay, what else do I want to use on this, or is this stuff that you have mapped out before you kind of start tracking it? Yeah, I think. Usually I will just play around with sounds until I find a sound that I like Mm -hmm. and then try to come up with song ideas, like a foundation that way. Mm -hmm. And then once I have an idea of where I want the song to go as I record stuff, I'll flesh it out that way. So I'll be like, okay, now I've got, like for example, the first song, I made that vocal part first and i was like okay what would sound good with this vocal part um i ended up using a couple different piano stuff so like i did ran the granular uh the piano thing through the r bar and made like this granular Mm -hmm. like choppy piano thing and then there's like a steady piano playing like something that's playing something that's not as random and then you just had like this floating vocal part over that okay cool yeah, I thought I remembered that we talked about that in the past. And that's kind of like, I think that's been one of my, I don't know, it's maybe something that kind of, it, it freezes my process of, of actually like recording with modular because it's kind of like, I'm working on this, this patch right now. It's probably the most time I've spent on one patch because I'm trying to like compose a big piece of music because I just got the Metron and Volterra from WMD. And it's like, if I, it's like, I found my sequencer. You know, I'm like, okay, this is the one, this is the one that works the way that my, with like the best with my brain. And I think I'm going to be able to write. So I'm like, I'm trying to like compose this big piece of music. And now I'm like, well, I think we're going to tear this whole patch apart because I want to try to, it's just not set up right now where I could multi-track it very easily. And I think that whole, just kind of the whole pain in the ass of trying to, you know, get multiple mixers or however you want to try to get these, this, this big, huge thing multi-tracked is something that maybe keeps me keeps me from doing it um yeah yeah i I understand that feeling (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's kind of why like i i haven't been doing as much modular stuff is just it's it's fun for experimenting but it's hard to i mean it's it's not hard but it's just time consuming to do what you want to do sometimes yeah yeah i've noticed i think it was maybe not quite it's not maybe not quite a year ago but i think i noticed like with your instagram posts <laughs> like your 
your modular setup got smaller and smaller and more like synths and electron boxes were, were coming into the play. Yeah. I mean, I still love every, I mean, I love everything. So mm -hmm. <laughs> all, anything yeah. is good to me, modular or little boxes. I just, I love it all. So yeah, I guess my modular is kind of pared down to what I deem essential or what I like, I can't imagine not having, um, around to make music so mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think that's i th i don't know i i think it's it's easy to kind of over the last two and a half years i've just totally got kind of i would say kind of not derailed but i i have just do I've, I've been in the modular i've just gone down the modular path and i think i think it's been good because i want to fully wrap my head around you know, modular and see, I think I've, I've become who I am or not who I am, but like I've found the way that I patch and it's, of course it's going to be dynamic throughout time, but I think I had to figure that out before I could fully integrate it with something else. And I, I feel like I'm at that point now where I want to make a record. I don't want to make a modular record. I just want to make a record that is, you know, what I want to make. And yeah, of course some of it will be modular, but it's, you know, maybe maybe some tracks won't have any on it you know like i think at the end of the day it's really just about making a good record you know yeah kind of following your whims and just kind of doing whatever it takes to express yourself mhm mm yeah and i mean there's there's just stuff that i can do on guitar that i can't do with modular you know like songwriting wise like I would rather just be able to figure it out and play it either on a keyboard or on a guitar than try to sit here and write it on a sequencer or something, you know? Like, I just, I, I, I'm still not very good at actually writing melody and, like, multiple melodies together. I'm, I'm getting there, but it's just I'm, I'm still way faster with, with the keyboard and, and guitar. Um, Have you tried those, think, like, sequencers where you could play in the notes? Like, it'll record what you play on a keyboard? I've, I thought about that. Like, I think what, what does that, the, does the Hermod do Hermod that? does I, that. I think actually the performer probably does that. I have a performer. I just never really fully learned how to use it. But, uh, since I've got this Metron, I've kind of just like been like, but I mean, it's, it's that it's mostly, that is the gate sequencer and Volterra is the, um, the melodic sequencer. So I, I've, I've considered like keeping it and, but my, the performer in there, but then I would have like almost a hundred HP of just sequencer. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's a that's, lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but well, where, where, where did, how did we end up here? What were we talking about? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I guess I, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you do the, you did the patches for the Novation Summit and can you walk us through that process? Like Novation hits you up and says, Hey, we want you to make some patches for the summit. Like what, what is that process? How do you make them? Um, yeah, yeah just walk us through that. It sounds kind of a, like a, like a fun experience. Yeah, it definitely was fun and challenging. And it was the first time that I've done something like this. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I had a peak for a very long time um, since it came out a couple of years ago. And I think they must have heard about me that way. And mm. I know they had a lot of people that I'm friends with do some patches for them as well, like Light Bath. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, I think someone probably put in a good word for me for them to reach out to me for when the summit was going to come out. And so, yeah, anyway, uh, to make a patch, I just tried to imagine like that it was like a modular synth, like all the different how everything is connected in a way, like how you could route things to certain things. Mm-hmm. So my goal was to make patches that sound very with a lot of movement that sounded very alive like not a lot of static sounds and make use of like all the different uh, like modulation wheel and all the different uh, internal modulation stuff, aftertouch and all that. And they had like a little like guideline thing that told you like, okay, you have to have this amount of pads, this amount of ARPs, bass sounds, just like a good mix of everything. Mm -hmm. So... So they give you that they give you the guidelines and then you you kind of mess around with it and then what you save the setting and then can you just like export that setting somehow to them on like do you save it onto an SD card or something or do you just give them patch notes or um so you can save the patches with MIDI sysx okay um yeah basically there's these MIDI editors and you like hook it up with USB and like send it to your computer and it's just like all these numbers and letters and a string combined. Okay. And that now if somebody, forever. now when somebody gets the summit and you know, it's updated, uh, as they scroll through the presets, are they going to see like our Benny, um, you know, our Benny, like cascade deluge or something like that? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think they will, if somebody bought a summit, they will find the patches in the multi setting. So that's like if you could run two patches at once. So my patches okay. are in that area. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know if it has my name on any of the patches, but I have like all my patch names on there. Like a uh-huh. patch called Chrome Forest. Chrome, Chrome Forest, Forest 2. <laughs> uh, Sequoia, you know, nature themed Grove. Uh-huh. Uh, what was the last one? Grove. Grove, okay. Carl Arp. <laughs> I don't know why. I was running out of names. Kaleida Harp. Uh, Tape Land. Yeah. I, okay. I feel like I would have probably spent more time on the names than, uh, <laughs> than the patches. And then they'd, they'd get back to me and be like, why does, every, why does everything that is plural end with a Z? <laughs> <laughs> I had an idea that I wanted to name all my patches after Star Trek references <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> but yeah i just oh it, it was hard to come up with that many names like i was like oh if i come up with a name that's too good then i want to use it for a track title right right yeah <laughs> but i also don't want to just na- name something like oh this is ambient pad or space pad or something like right super generic yeah either so um speaking of naming things since we were talking about the mood a few minutes ago you're gonna love this when i got when I got it and opened up like the, um, they have some like recommended settings, uh, and, and every single setting on their, their sheet was named after some sort of Tim and Eric reference. Oh really? Like there was like, there's like, I think there's like a chippy, there was like a sweet berry wine. Like I'm reading these <laughs> and by the third one I was like, Oh, this is all Tim and Eric shit. <laughs> there's it's like 12 state. of them. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Um, well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I want Hainovation. <laughs> I'll make you some patches if you want to send me a summit. Um, 
God, my brain is not working today. I'm going to have to do another edit point. Um, <laughs> heavily edited <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay, so you you were about to go on like a little mini tour, weren't you? And then did the COVID-19 fuck that up, right? Yes. I guess mini tour would be very generous. It was really just two shows. So, okay, but there wasn't one in L.A., or were they both in L.A.? Or uh, Yeah, one was in L.A., and one was in Oakland, okay. and it was postponed. Uh, I think they'll happen later this year or next year, probably. Okay, um, and... and oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, the they were for this company, Synthstrom, who uh-huh. put out the Deluge. Um, okay. The, they're doing, like, a... They were doing a tour basically going to all these cities and then having people do all deluge sets. Oh, whoa. So that okay. would be the, the plan was to do an all deluge set. Okay. So, yeah. Do you have that set built then? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it got, it got postponed before I had a chance to kind of, kind of work on it. So, Okay. Yeah, I've, I don't. I haven't. I don't really know much about the deluge, but it looks really interesting. It's just kind of like a grid of a bunch of, like light, like lighting up pads, right? Yeah, it's a your tipo, It's not your typical groove box, but it's a groove box. Uh-huh. So it's got like a synthesis engine. It can do sampling. It can do MIDI. It has CV outputs. Um, it's portable, battery powered. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, I I really like it because it essentially has no limits to certain things. So like the sequencer could have as many steps as you want, like unlimited steps for the entire sequencer. Oh, wow. Up until like whoever the CPU can handle. And Uh you could use as many samples as you want, as much as the CPU can handle. Okay. And yeah, it looks like a really, like really interactive and pretty fun to play with. Yeah, it's very immediate, especially because you got the piano roll style grid where you can enter in notes, but it's also got this like keyboard mode where it's got like this isometric keyboard with, with, so that means all the notes are laid out like they would be on a guitar fretboard. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you can kind of, yeah. How does, because you play guitar, how, as a guitarist, is it, can you like hit the ground running with that or do you kind of have to like wrap your head around it a little bit? You definitely have to wrap your head around it a little bit because it's kind of okay. like looking at if you set your guitar down in front of you, like on your lap, it's looking at the fretboard that way. So if you're playing it that way, that's not how you play a guitar with your left hand or your uh-huh. right hand if you're right-handed, left-handed. So it's a little awkward, but like you understand like where the notes are, like fifths and things like that are pretty easy okay. to get, So Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um so, gee, how many companies have hit you up then and been like, hey, do something cool for our, our synth or our groove box? <laughs> I plead the fifth on this one. <laughs> I can't say too much. So. <laughs> so we have stuff to look forward to. Yes. Um, and how about, these, how about these records that you alluded to earlier with vinyl and stuff? Can you talk about those? Um, one of them, I don't want to, well, when is this coming out? (laughs) Uh, probably like two weeks, two weeks. Okay. Uh, one of them, I can't quite say whether it's going to be yet. 
But I mm-hmm. will just say that if anyone has wanted to hear my older records, old, older, older albums on vinyl, they'll be happy with that. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like any of my old albums that haven't been on vinyl yet, they'll be happy. And um, yeah, and then I have a EP coming out with the label Past Inside the Present. Okay. Is it past Inside the Present? Did I say that right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so that was supposed to come out in May, but has been pushed back because of the COVID thing. Okay. Um, until late in the fall, probably. Okay. Late summer. Cool. So you have a lot of stuff to look forward to once this is all over. I think so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> if this is all over. Yeah. yeah. This, you know, who knows? Um, okay. Well, all right. Gear talk out of the way only, you know, since we talked about it last time um, and we, you know, as much as you're comfortable, but how, how's the, how's the, the, the depression going? The depression, depression mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a bad joke. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. It's, it's okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's okay right now. Um, I've kind of like hit a stable place, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Uh, I had kind of a, a bad situation last late last year or late summer last year, just, I don't know. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I had a rough time last year, yeah. essentially. Um, getting back from tour from Europe in June, I, I was just like worn out. And I was like, okay, well, what what's next? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, if, like, what, I don't know. It was kind of a bad situation. And then I had to move. Like my living situation got all messed up. So it was kind of just a, a bad time. But uh, I, I started getting professional help last fall, and that's been a real help. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that 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 has always been um, – I mean, I'm, I'm not going right now only because, like, my financial situation kind of had um, – you know, I had to stop for a bit. But uh, it's – it's so helpful. And, and even if you're not going forever, it's just like, um, yeah, I, I can't recommend it high enough for anybody out there. Who's who, if you, if you have struggled from depression and you haven't like sought any help through any sort of like therapy, no matter what it is, you know, you, you have to try it on and see like what, what brand of therapy works for you. But like it, once you find the right fit, it can be so helpful. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you, you sounds like you like the person that you found and, and their method. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, just go once a month and it, it helps to, to talk about things and work through them and understand mm-hmm. why, you know, why things are the way they are in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause if you, you have that like outside perspective because it's, if you know, you, you can get, you can yourself get caught on like these, these cyclical ways of, of, and you know, like, I don't know. You, you can just get caught in your own head and you have somebody it's, it's sometimes it's really nice to have somebody, you know, every once in a while there'll, there'll be these moments where I've had my therapist say something to me and it's just like, it's just kind of like this moment of aha. It's like, whoa, it just kind of snaps me out of this cycle. And, and that, that kind of starts this whole new process of being able to like eradicate that little bad, you know, that, that little bad habit of, of spinning out in my head in this corner of my brain, you know, and it's just, yeah. 
Well, I'm really happy to hear that. Um, pardon me. Um, yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. Do you, do you find that you're more creative, the better you feel, or do you find that it's the opposite or how has the creativity been affected with it? Yeah, I, I think it's, I definitely feel more creative when I feel better. I think we might've touched on this last time Mm -hmm. where like, even though my music is so inspired by like trying to process my emotions, it's usually processing them after the fact somewhat, Mm -hmm. especially like if I'm in a really dark place, I'm probably not going to be working on music. Yeah. Same. So it's usually those points where I'm coming out of it. I think we, I talked about it last time is like peaks and valleys Mm -hmm. and yeah, those points where I'm in a valley is not when I'm working on stuff, you know. Yeah. It's like I go into survival mode where it's like, okay, I'm, I do want to do nothing but just be in bed right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's when, that's when like when Hagen dazs uh, stock goes up and lots of like streams of community or Tim and Eric, you can, that's probably when, that probably happens when I'm, when I'm in a valley. <laughs> Uh, did this put community on Netflix? Yeah, I know. I'm already, I'm already like on season five again. Goes <laughs> <laughs> by so fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think like that's part of the reason why I've been so creative in the last couple of weeks is just. I think that it ties into keeping busy too. Like if I'm not mm-hmm. busy, then I, I tend to get in my head a little bit. Same, same here, big so, time. In, in fact, yesterday morning. I woke up to some, you know, to the Facebook news feed and it just instantly like soured my day. And I'm, I'm a pretty big, I can, I'm, I'm very, um, easy to tilt towards the doom and gloom of, you know, losing all hope for humanity. And I was starting to feel that. And I was like, I, I just have to go out for a walk. Like I have to go out cause it was nice outside. Cause I felt myself just sitting here and scrolling through Facebook and I felt like my blood pressure raising and I felt like myself starting to go into that, like that negative spin. And I was, and I, and right when I felt it, cause usually if I'm in there, it's pretty hard to get out. But if I felt like I was teetering towards it and I was just like, I have to get out and just occupy my mind with something else and go outside or, you know, and, and it seemed to work pretty well. But I think, I think that's the key is keeping busy. Um, is is huge but it's hard to get there if you're feeling like you said like you just want to lay in bed i'm the same way like when it hits me i don't want to do anything like nothing sounds good i just want to like just like watch tv because then i can kind of like go somewhere else for a bit yeah it's like almost like escapism in some way definitely yeah yeah yeah, I'm, yeah. I wish I, I'm the exact same way. Like, if 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 I make a dark or dreary track, I was I was probably in a good mood while I was tracking it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, the process of usually the process of making an album too is kind of it's a little rough on me. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I I second guess myself at every court every turn. Like, it's I have so many so much anxiety. Be like, okay why am I doing this? Like, like, why am I making an album? Who fucking cares? Like, yeah. what's the point? Like, and like comparing myself to other artists or other music. And I'm just like, no, I need to just stop thinking about that. It's all about the process and just kind of being true to my creative process. And 
I'm making something because I love music and I love albums and I want to be a part of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Usually after an album, I'm just like, okay, that's it. That's the last one. I'm done. <laughs> so I think this time I kind of had everything in mind, all that stuff in mind, and I, I don't feel too bad after finishing it. I'm just like, okay, I feel like proud in a way. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a weird feeling. <laughs> like a, yeah, like a sense of accomplishment and yeah. And then, you know, like you're not going to release it if you don't like it. So you, you have this piece of music that you made that you really like, um, and you want to share like, yeah, that's definitely a good feeling, but that whole arguing with yourself or yeah. trying to convince yourself that it's okay to do the thing that you want to do is, is str- I do that. I still do that with a podcast two years in, you know, every, every once in a while I'll get hit, get hit with these like lightning bolts of like, what the fuck am I doing? Putting myself out there every week. Like, who the fuck am I? Like, why are you doing this? Like, should you be doing this? It's, you know, and then I have to talk myself back into it. It's just kind of like, no one's thinking about this as much as you are. So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's such a strange thing. Um, But yeah, it's it's um, difficult sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds like this last experience was maybe one of the more positive ones. Yes, I, I I don't know. I can't even touch on why that is. I think maybe it's just being aware of it more. Um, Mm -hmm. Just allowing myself to be in the moment a little bit more instead of being in my own head. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I still curious. felt that. Yeah. Did, did this kind of like feeling like better about it? Was this, were you feeling that way before the COVID thing happened? Cause I'd be curious to see if that put things into perspective in a weird, different way in your head. Maybe I've been feeling pretty good about everything since maybe around December when I started working on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like built myself, built my confidence back up over the last couple of months and last 2019. And I think just the COVID thing really helps freeing up a lot of free time. (laughs) I'm not commuting or anything. And, um, yeah, I think that kind of like accelerated the whole process. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very happy to hear that you're you're in a in a good place and you found, you know, a method of dealing with it that you like and that you're being creative and that you are happy about what you've just released and you've got stuff that's exciting that's coming up. I mean, it on paper, it sounds like things are going pretty pretty awesome sans pandemic. Yeah. Sans that whole <laughs> pandemic thing. <laughs> wow. I mean, there's still a lot of I can see a lot of areas where I still want to improve, you know, mm-hmm. like I would like to eat healthier and not drink as much. Same and- here. <laughs> Same here, dude. Hey, well on that note, not, I'm not, I'm not trying to preach to anybody. I'm just going to say from my experience, um, January 1st, I decided that I was going to go at least a month without drinking. And I ended up going two months without drinking and I've only drank maybe like five times this year, which is crazy because I usually drink like five times in, you know, two weeks at least, you know? So like in the last four months and I've only been like, I haven't even been drunk really. I got like a little past buzzed, uh, twice in the last four months. And 
um, I think it has done wonders for my personal uh, depression and ang- especially my anxiety. But the, my day, like, because I quit smoking as well. So getting off cigarettes and booze for the last four months has made like my daily anxiety almost disappear. The, the, the depression still dips in and out, but it doesn't, hasn't dipped as lower and it seems to be a little bit more, it's not as day to day for, for me personally. I know this is, I'm not saying that this is, I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do or anything, but it's just, it's, um, that's, that's been really helpful for me, I think. That's really good. Yeah. But the eating healthier has not started. That <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought like, oh, well, with all this like time to cook stuff at home, I'm going to eat so health, so much healthier. And then I'm like at the grocery store. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to get some frozen pizzas. And <laughs> We had frozen up. pizza for dinner last night. So it's funny because we, we're like, we're kind of between this, like Han- Hannah's been doing really well with exercising every day because she's, she's at home from work. And um, I've been going out walking and and we have like we have had some like really healthy like vegetable and salad dinners but then the next night we'll have frozen pizza (laughs) (laughs) so it's like we're we're like we're trying but we're also kind of like maybe this isn't the best we're we we keep teetering between like is this the best time or is this the time to like just take it easy and relax because there's so much stress in just the the global situation that maybe now isn't the time to try to start you know being hard on yourself about certain habits i don't know yeah uh, that's a good point <laughs> i mean I, i'm certainly i've gone the other way where i'm not eating as healthy as i should i i try to get exercise in though like i'll go mm-hmm. for a walk every day listen to podcasts yeah. and music and then i got the the ring have you heard of the ring fit thing for the switch huh? nintendo switch no, but I, I got a like I got a boxing game for it because I just got a switch. But mm. um, it's for I got the download or the the demo and it was forty bucks and I'm like I'm not spending forty bucks on it. But what, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about what this thing is because I have been looking for like exercise switch games. Yeah, so what it is is it's like this exercise ring. It's like a circle and it has it's made out of some material that's almost like it's bendable but it's not breakable. Uh huh. Um, and you could do stuff with your arms with it. And then in the game, you do different exercises or different like yoga stuff. Uh huh. So it like teaches you like proper posture and things like that. And there's little mini games where you have to jog in place or run in place and do like steps and squats and do stuff where you like lift it above your head and push in. And it's actually okay. pretty, it's an intense workout, especially if you're not in shape like me, like, after 30 minutes of that i feel like good but also terrible (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) you know what i mean like it's it's yeah it's not good but it is good well i'm gonna look into that um yeah because i was doing the boxing thing the other day and it's just like it's it's pretty cheesy and i was like doing it and it's like I think it was like a Taylor Swift song or a Kelly Clarkson <laughs> song. So I'm like sitting there like boxing in place. And I was just like, oh, my God, if the world could see me now. Um. <laughs> no, this one is definitely like legit workout. Um, yeah. And it's got like a little mini game or little mini games that you play where you fight little monsters, which is that <laughs> that is kind of cheesy. But it's uh-huh. it's worth it for the, the exercise part. Okay, well, that's good to know because, uh, yeah, 
Hannah and I have been playing the shit out of Mario Party, but we, ah. we definitely want to look into more games. And speaking of, I don't know if you're into Final Fantasy VII, but I feel like we're aligned on so much of our tastes and childhood things. Like, the remakes coming out tomorrow, like, are you super pumped about that? I've never played a Final Fantasy game. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, um, well, now is as good a time as any to start. Um, actually, well, yeah, as the, after... By the time this is re- released, I may have already beaten the new Final Fantasy VII, but I'll, I'll let you know in the intro. Um. <laughs> I just started playing Animal Crossing. That seems to be taking the world by storm. I don't, I uh. don't understand. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking shit. I'm not saying I don't but, understand why it's po- why it's popular. I just don't understand like what exactly it is. You just you like build your own little house and hang out. Like I've seen some people were building like recording studios, like drum sets and guitars. And yeah, you just like walk around your Island and collect materials and craft stuff. Go fishing. Okay. So tasks. it's like cute Minecraft. Yeah. It's probably, you probably can't craft anything as complicated as Minecraft, but uh-huh. yeah, definitely cute. <laughs> I, it's interesting. I, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it. I still don't know how I feel about it. Because so I was playing Stardew Valley before this. Uh-huh. And I guess I've heard there's similar types of games, but that game definitely has a little bit more that you can do. Yeah, but I thought Stardew Valley was like an RPG. It's got RPG elements, for sure. Okay. But it's okay. definitely a similar thing where you collect, like you grow crops and you go fishing and kill monsters and shit like that. Uh, but I wonder yeah. how many listeners we just lost I know <laughs> but half, then, half of them are super stoked They're like Animal Crossing And then the other half are like alright I'm out The interesting <laughs> thing about Animal, Animal Crossing is like It's real time Like every day is real time Uh huh So it's like if you do everything in one day Like there's no, nothing left to collect Then it's, it, it's just like okay well I guess I'm done playing For the day <laughs> Can you go? You can visit other people's islands, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Wow, we're we're really uh, we're getting to the bottom of it today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any other good games you uh, can recommend on on Switch? I just beat this game called Bastion. Have you heard of Bastion? No. It's like a weird top-down RPG, like an indie RPG. Mm. Um, it's like an eight-hour play. It was pretty cool. I'm look. I I really like. I really like RPGs that you like have really great story. And, um, I think I might just have to bite the bullet and get that new Zelda game. Breath of the wild. Yeah. Oh yes. That game is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Is it? It's, okay. It's probably the best video game I've ever played. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. That's a pretty big endorsement. I, I recently just beat it, uh, a couple of months ago. Just playing, I played through it like in two years. Like, just you don't even have to beat the game, you can just run around and explore. The mm-hmm. map is huge. Okay, so it's like Elder Scrolls, kind of then, or is but there's like a main through line plot, lot, plot line, right? Because that's yes, okay, because I need that. I can't, I can't just have to like, I don't really like the whole like go and do just mini plots. I want, I want a through line plot that I can play through. Yeah, this has mini plots, but there's not a ton. And it's got like these little quests that you do called shrines. So, like 
you'll find these shrines like out in the woods or whatever in the mountains and they're like little puzzle games that you do okay and that's how you like level up your hearts or your um your energy stamina oh so you rather than doing that through experience points you have to go and do these to level up is that exactly oh shit okay that's an interesting idea it sounds like something I'd either love or hate, but um, let's change topics before people start screaming at us. Um, <laughs> Back to music <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do a patch challenge? Sure. Yeah. And you can use whatever you want. You don't have to just use um, um, modular stuff. Uh, all right. So have you seen this? Did you ever heard about this? I got the, the patch challenge generator. I have not. That's not. Yeah, oh, sure. um, Sam Chittenden, a.k.a. Tuesday Adventure on Instagram, made this for me. Um, so there's all these different moods. There's a shitload of moods. I'm just going to name off a couple and see if, what you like. Hard, rhythmic, dark, light. Let's do light. Light, okay. And then the words. In, uh, that's kind of lame. <laughs> what was it? Incandescent lamp. (laughs) (laughs) Really going on brand for the light. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, I know. I was like a bit on the nose there. Floodlit cause. That's kind of like floodlit Cosby. (laughs) C A U S E. Floodlit Hmm. cause. I don't know. Um oh fooling incandescent lamp. Fooling. Signal ultra microscope. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Luminescent. I don't even know what this word is. H S I A O. Is that a word, Sam? So. <laughs> Faint. Anaclastic. <laughs> Fateless given. Um, open radiant energy. Fateless Given sounds like a Metallica song. It kind of does, yeah. <laughs> do you want to do that one? Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> my James Hetfield, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Faintless Given. I don't even know what the fuck that means, but it sounds kind of cool. You yeah, say Faintless totally, or Fateless? Faintless, sorry, yes. I was oh, going to okay, say okay. Faintless isn't a word. Faintless, yeah. Thank you for catching that. Fate. God damn it, I can't spell. All right. Cool. Well, I think we covered a lot of ground today. We, we talked about samplers and albums and depression and Zelda. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of good is stuff. There anything, is there anything we haven't covered that you want to scream from, from the modular mountaintops? Uh, I can't think of anything at the moment. Um, yeah, just, I hope everyone is being safe and well, and, you know, you keep keeping care of themselves and their families and Mm -hmm. yeah, buy buy my new album. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is on Bandcamp self-released. Is that self-released on Bandcamp? It'll be on, by the time this is out, it will be on like Spotify and all that shit. Okay. It's coming out on the 17th. Um, yeah. And you'll have cassettes available, right? Yes. They should be here sometime in May, but I, there might be a delay because of all this stuff going on. Okay. 
And um, yeah, I'll be doing Sweet. some YouTube stuff pretty soon. My YouTube channel has been pretty dormant for the last couple months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll be doing some some new stuff. Like there's a new, um, I was talking about that Felt Instruments company earlier. He's coming mm-hmm. out with a new instrument. It's like a string instrument. So that'll be out by the time this is out. I'll be doing a video okay. on that. Oh, cool. And yeah, I'll be doing another video with the the Tasty Chips GR1. I wanted to kind of do another full video kind of playing around with that. So Sweet. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Until next time. All right, let's check out Fateless Given from R. Benny. That was amazing. Thank you, Austin. Uh, And thank you for listening. It was so nice to have Austin on the show again. Please go check out all of his new stuff that he's got going on on Bandcamp. Um, Don't forget about the Uranalog Generate 3, the Zorb from All Right Devices, Bad Comrade from Recovery Effects, and the Metron from WMD. Lots of modules I talked about there, um, but they're all very, very awesome. Please also uh, keep an eye on After Later Audio. there's, there's going to be some cool moves coming this year, um, probably in a few months. But in the meantime, go check out their, their heritage line. Uh, you know, one thing I've learned from the, the lessons that I've been giving is uh, people who are getting into modular tend to kind of go a little big. They, they buy the clouds, the maths, you know, all, the, all these big stuff. But if, you, if you're kind of if you're one of those people out there listening and you're thinking about dipping your toe, I, I 
I urge you to start simple. And after later audio heritage line is a great, great place to start. Um, AI synthesis also has some pretty awesome stuff. Um, because if you get really good with that stuff, you'll just hit the ground running with the powerful stuff. Also, uh, just a little update from the video game talk that we were, we were, uh, having there, Austin and I, uh, I did get final fantasy seven the next day and I have beaten it. I did love it. Um, and then yesterday I got the new Zelda game for switch. So for anyone wondering, that's where I'm at. Um, also, you know, if you want to listen to that thing that I released, uh, first thing this morning, uh, with my wife, it's just a little drive. The audio quality is not that great, but a little, uh, non mod pod I'm calling it. We just kind of chat about our COVID-19 update and give some, some, uh, recommendations for books and TV shows and whatnot. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, if you listened to it and you liked it, say some nice things to Hannah uh, because she's she's a little insecure about getting herself out there. But uh, yeah, it was fun. And this show's fun. I love doing it. I'm so happy that you're all still listening. Uh, and I hope you're all staying sane and safe out there. I love you guys. Until next week.